welcome to Planet of the Climates, episode number one. Planet the Climates is a community-organized show to bring you the latest information and insight into the KlimaDAO ecosystem. KlimaDAO is a carbon credit-backed blockchain protocol on Polygon that leverages market dynamics to incentivize the reduction of atmospheric carbon at scale to help accelerate our collective efforts at combating anthropogenic climate change. Now, Klima does this by capturing large reserves of tokenized carbon offset credits to create a sustained upward pressure on price, which enables an increasingly profitable alternative to the exploitation of natural resources. Now, all of this sits at the intersection of cryptocurrency, game theory, and the carbon credit market. So there's no shortage of great stuff for us to talk about here on the show. My name is Phaedrus. I'm your Planet the Climates host. Each episode, I'll be joined by my good friends and co-hosts, Diamond Hands, Klima, and Reg, who are here with me today, and we'll discuss the latest Klima news, drop some occasional alpha, and connect you with the biggest and brightest names currently exploring this exciting space. Diamond Hands and Reg, why don't you take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself and what drew you to Klima? Hey guys, Diamond Hands here. Like, Well, for me, I started uh, investing in Olympus with my friends, and we first heard about Klima during one of their office hours. So when the Discord of uh, Klima went up, we went in and we dived deep into the docs and really love what's the vision of Klima, right? To fight climate change. And uh, I was really lucky uh, to be part of the IDO offering. And I took a leap of faith and here I am today to be doing this show with you guys to share my journey uh, from start mm. from someone who has been in crypto for four five months and to learn with you guys as well excellent how about you reg yeah so in, in real life i'm a doctor specializing in medical oncology and hematology i've been in practice for about 10 years and was drawn into crypto late last year an old friend of mine is uh, an eth maxi so he got me on the right track early on uh, helped me avoid some of the common pitfalls you know kind of got me to where i am now i think in terms of uh, climate, you know, I, I deeply care about preserving healthy ecosystems, you know, seeing us transition as quickly as possible to a sustainable way of life, you know, as a global civilization. And, you know, I understood the Klima model because I'd already kind of done a deep dive in the Olympus mechanics. And I immediately saw the potential to actually play a positive role in this global transition uh, towards a sustainable future. So I'm excited to be here and um, I'm just so happy that I can contribute in any small way I can. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, definitely great to have both uh, Diamond Hands and Reg on the team here. It uh, gives me the confidence uh, that I've got a great crew here on the podcast. And definitely like you, Reg, I'm, I'm a newcomer to the crypto world myself too. I think just in terms of my background, I kind of describe myself as an obsessive generalist. I do have a doctoral degree in behavioral economics and I've worked a career that's included you know, sustainable economic development that, uh, you know, the work to lower your carbon footprint while growing uh, economically is definitely a focus of mine too. I know it's a massive challenge and that's a huge part of why Klima drew my attention right away. I discovered NFTs early in 2021 this year and uh, I'm also a hobbyist photographer and I was tempted to mint some of my own creations as NFTs, uh, but reluctant because the, you know, the perceptions around that carbon footprint. And then just randomly over this last summer too, I was uh, exploring some play to earn crypto gaming projects when I did get a random Discord uh, invite and a mention about this little project 
that was getting ready to launch and trying to tackle climate change. So that got my attention pretty quickly that not only could we have, you know, crypto projects that are less carbon intense or have a lower footprint, but actually actively draw carbon out of the atmosphere and actively be a part of the solution. And I think it was the bankless interview with Klima's core founders that really sealed the deal, giving me a chance to to hear from the founders themselves. And uh, that timing couldn't have been better. I was uh, lucky enough. Well, it could have been better <laughs> if I was at the IDO stage. That would have been better. I was lucky enough, indeed, to get in on the LBP stage at the Copper launch. But yeah, how about enough about your hosts here? Let's get this show kicked off right, and uh, we'll introduce you to our guest for this first inaugural episode of Planet of the Climates, Usfi. Asfi is our guest on this inaugural Planet the Climates podcast. Some of you may know him from the Olympus community as a frequent host on his own Twitter spaces, uh, where he's been learning ferociously and sharing knowledge about this new era of decentralized finance and becoming completely immersed like so many of us. Asfi is an entrepreneur and philanthropist who's been a big believer in reducing inequality, working to make public goods available to everyone. It's no surprise that he's now taking the crypto world by storm and helping take the space to the next level. In his pre-crypto days, he helped build a cellular tower sharing company that was acquired by E.co, which is an Asia-Pacific telecom tower company in 2017, and then pursued his vision of bringing affordable high-speed wireless internet to rural America by using existing infrastructure when he founded Net Equity Networks. Earlier this year, while researching a financial solution to help him with his goals, he stumbled across Olympus DAO and now is a fierce proponent of the Olympus Protocol as well as Klima DAO. So, Asfi, it's a great pleasure to have you on our inaugural podcast, kicking things off here. Tell us a little bit about your story and how did you go from cellular towers and broadband for all to Olympus DAO? <laughs> Man, thank you. I mean, that's, I think, the best introduction anyone's ever done for me. So thank you for um, for, for that. I really appreciate it. Um, how it happened, how did I get to Olympus? So what happened was um, that the main project NetEquity was working on was actually a partnership with Facebook, where Facebook has been building this uh, robot that will wrap optical fiber on electrical power lines. And... Um, uh, what happened was that um, uh, this project ran into some delays uh, due to COVID and timelines got mm -hmm. pushed out. As that happened, I started um, wondering, you know, what else is out there? What are other solutions out there? Uh, and I stumbled upon this uh, really neat solution called Althea Networks. They found a way to uh, turn, transform a home router into a crypto wallet and basically run a internet service on a crypto backend. Okay. And I found their solution to be really powerful because of the transparency that it created in, uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a telecom network or an internet service network. And this is all happening um, like, uh, you know, a few months ago, like earlier this year. So, I mean, earlier this year, I was a total crypto noob. I did not know anything about crypto or the fact that people are anon. I did not know any of that. I was yeah. just like heads down in internet for all. And uh, when I saw the potential of Althea and I did a partnership with them and we started building a network in rural Nebraska, I started wondering if there could be a um, currency or if there was if there was someone thinking about a non-pegged uh, an asset-backed currency. And so I, because I, why that question, it's very personal. Uh, I'm Pakistani. 
born and raised there uh, dad's in pakistan dad, mm-hmm. my father's retired uh, you know and i've seen um you know monetary policy in the west uh, uh, subs- like it's monetary policy in the west has eroded purchasing power in the west as well but it has eroded purchasing power at a disproportionately faster rate in developing countries like pakistan and so you know that was kind of always a bug for me that hey you know we uh, that that could could there be um uh, could there be a currency that that maintained purchasing power over time and so i was searching for that i was searching for different terms in google mm. when i found uh, the the docs of olympus dow oh yeah and uh, that was a that was a pretty kind of a like boom moment for me being like oh my god this is this is real this is like this is happening i can't i mean it was a lightning bolt moment because I kept staring at the equations and I couldn't believe that it would work because <laughs> it worked and then but I couldn't believe that it was working <laughs> or that it could work and so after that I just kind of went insane just modeling it out and writing about it but yes. that's that's how I got to it. <laughs> so 2021's been an incredible year. What uh what month was that perhaps that you stumbled yeah, across Olympus there? Dude, I <laughs> um I stumbled upon Olympus in May. Uh, early May. Yeah, early May, I found it. And then June 11th is when I bought. <laughs> I did like uh, an insane amount of uh, due diligence on uh, Ohm and Zeus and the Discord. I just like control f the hell out of the Discord. Uh, basically read everything Zeus had ever said in the Discord. Oh. And all of his uh, podcasts, all of the articles just uh spent a long time because i i don't do like um uh you know sprinkled bets i take concentrated bets or i don't bet mm-hmm. uh and i knew that uh if i were to bet i'd bet hard or i wouldn't bet <laughs> so you know june 11th was the date when i made what is a heavy bet for me yeah and i remember i had a hard time sleeping that night because i was like dude like what have you done <laughs> like, but then but then i was like i'm in now I, risk uh, risk-free value was 5.2 million dollars at the time market wow. cap was 55 million dollars at the time so they were like different times different moment um but yeah it, it definitely felt like a big deal pulling the trigger um on june 11th wow so it's definitely yeah quite the journey you've had from your own <laughs> you know from your own uh you know companies and your own projects and passions to still me across mm-hmm. olympus there um mm-hmm. yeah incredible hey uh Asfi, uh diamond hands here right i'm diamond hands klima by the way so it's very interesting um, to be here right now to de- be doing this interview and it's really an honor to have you here with us. Oh, no, it's uh, an so- honor for me. It's an honor for me to talk to you. I love Diamond Hands Klima <laughs> account. It's such a cool <laughs> account. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, so here am I. Uh, I just want to ask some questions about like um, on the follow-up questions on you talking about Olympus Dow, right? Yeah. I, all of us here are all homies as well. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you actually, I mean, based on what I've learned, you actually mm-hmm. did a lot, a lot of research before you dive deep into Olympus. So I just want to make sure that our listeners here also get to learn as well. Like what were the metrics uh, that we're looking for or you're looking at before you actually dive deep into a protocol like Olympus? Yeah, so, okay, so, okay. So I think, I mean, I've written, I think the thread that's kind of posted on, uh, that's pinned to my profile on Twitter, that that covers that, like how to do due diligence on an anonymous founder. Because for me, that was pretty weird that it's an anonymous founder. But the things that were like, uh, things that I did, 
um uh other than reading the docs multiple times and like making sure that i could understand them and putting the equations in excel and see if i could understand how changes uh, would get influenced uh, on on a particular equation other than doing those very obvious things i think the meaty things i want to tell people are um search uh, for um uh, search for messages from the founder at inception and at key moments when the protocol was facing a stress test because um i mean you know at some point this thing will become you know fully on chain governance and fully decentralized already it's very decentralized but like you know founder dependence is always there so for me um that was a key one right like just observing zeus and how he responded to criticism and how he responded to um market crashes and uh, just uh, uh, you know what kind of energy he brought uh, to a conversation and um the thing that i saw in that was that i mean he was definitely here to learn and to advance the conversation forward he wasn't driven by some other i would say dark energy of like you know um which i don't want to get into but like it was very good energy that i saw in him uh, so that's the biggest one and other than that like look just um you know um i think uh the other thing that's neat about due diligence in with 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 uh, the other thing that i did was just like you know um uh like hanging out with the contributors at the time in in on off topic and just kind of getting a sense of you know what kind of uh contributions were they making what was the conversation quality like um those were things that uh, i was doing but also keep in mind olympus was really my first proper crypto investment like i had held eth and i had held btc just because everyone had it and like i hadn't thought too much about it but like i bought into olympus a lot more than what i had put into eth or btc right so <laughs> olympus was like my first real investment so it was also like very heavily due diligence i may not do this for every project but like for olympus i just really went all out with the dd yo that's great so to you it was more of like just do a recap for those who are listening so it's really more of how the founders actually uh, address uh, you were saying like market upsets uh, it could mm-hmm. be also how they address like uh, fads and how the community um, members or the mods are actually managing like the culture itself really mm-hmm. mattered like how well the protocol is going to perform yeah Am that's right? all that matters i mean like in an open source world you don't have any intellectual property um your moat is the yeah. community and it is mm-hmm. um you know people's ability to uh, cooperate and and band together and collaborate and all, all of that happens based on like a culture that gets created right like i mean i i see yeah, a really sure. lovely culture getting created at clima dao and the work yeah. contributor server it's like I mean, and it's it comes across in the quality uh, that 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 you guys end up delivering, right? So, so yeah, I think I I definitely look for that. I think that is the differentiator between like projects that'll really change the world versus projects that'll be kind of alright. <laughs> yeah, in fact, for this podcast, right, the three of us, it was just like from talking about it, the ideation of it, to actually doing it. It took us like five days to have an, like an official. podcast and it was really crazy like i've got to say right um the energy here the culture here is really really um very or rather very similar to what olympus is right? because ultimately 
the founders himself, Archie himself, is actually from Olympus as well. I think he brought in the culture and it was really, it was actually a mind-opening, uh, rather, sorry, an eye-opening experience for me as well, like how fast things move and you're right, like community is everything and how we manage it and the culture really depend, uh, really helps to propel the protocol itself to even more success. Yeah, totally, man. Totally agree with you. And I think what I really like, or the other thing I really like about Klima as well is like, it's just, it's just a very no fuss, positive energy, you know, like, and I hope that that always stays, right? Because, I mean, a lot of us come to crypto because it's fun. And, you know, when collaboration is fun, collaboration is generally fun with people who don't bring drama to work, you know, and, and, and that generally happens when people aren't territorial. And that generally happens when people are secure about their position or their contribution. Um, and I think a lot of that culture um, does get created by, you know, like the founding team and the core contributors. I, I agree. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Archimedes. And I mean, the, the whole crew at Archimedes, Dionysus, like this is a really, really excellent crew. And uh, what I like just really love about Klima is that, you know, it was like, I mean, it's addressing a mission critical need like i mean you know we I, I have not seen i mean i've worried as about climate change as much as you guys but like i haven't seen such a compelling and simple thought which is we're going to buy a ton of carbon credits we're going to drive up the price of carbon and that is going to make uh, investments in carbon capture technologies feasible we saw this mechanism we've decided to apply it here boom it's like so good and it's so simple and uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, all the ingredients are there. I mean, I'm, I, you know that I'm like, I'm like mega bullish on Klima, uh, you know, for that reason, because it's, and I find it interesting that like, um, I think what, for me, what's been the most interesting thing, talking to institutions and family offices and high net worths about Olympus and Klima is that Klima uh, actually helps people understand Olympus better because often they're, they're, they get Olympus, but then they're like, well, what do we use it for? You know, because there's still, for many of them, the idea of a decentralized reserve currency, particularly the ones in America, isn't that obvious. Uh, the ones in the developing world, they're like, okay, yeah, we get it. Uh, independent monetary policy, independent of nation states, that's really cool. But for people in America, it's still like, uh, why do we need that? But when you talk about Klima and the application on carbon markets, immediately you're like, oh, interesting, we get it. That This is powerful. You can buy a lot of carbon credits. That That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that, um, you know, with Klima also, there's a, a strong argument for the developing world uh, benefiting uh, because by bringing these carbon, uh, voluntary carbon units on chain, increasing the price in the traditional market becomes much more profitable for someone in, so in Southeast Asia, parts of Africa to to devote their land to carbon sequestration instead of other commercial uses. I mean, I, I mean, there was one question I wanted to ask you about what, what makes Olympus so resilient, right? But I guess we already uncovered that the answer, a question or rather, because of the community itself. So my next question is very, I like to think it's a little bit controversial. Like all of us here are all Omis and we, there's a lot of things of us that we love about O, right? Uh, or, or rather Olympus. But let's just put, I want to put you at a spot, like, what is that one thing that you wished uh, was done differently? Yeah, no, no I, I mean, I, I think um, 
I think I want to answer two things, right? Like, what makes Olympus, like, resilient? I think the equations are, like, pretty powerful, right? Like, the interplay between treasury greed, exit liquidity fear, and the ticking bond discount. It's very, very powerful. Like, right now, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about that. You guys may have seen that. We, we, you, for someone who Klima did a wonderful, like, you know, bank run simulation adaptation. What it comes down to is, like, 97% of the rewards in the treasury have not been paid out yet. And so if everyone sells, the last person standing claim, lays claim to the treasury. That's very powerful. Um, on the second one about, you know, what we could have done differently. Um, I, I mean, you know, this is just an opinion. It's not coming from the DAO or like, it's just, I mean, I I generally, I mean, I'm, a, I'm my tendency is always to like think about, you know, collaboration first. Um, when I look at that, you know, um, like the 350 odd forks have like, uh, three, you know, two and a half, two plus billion of total of, of treasury um, that they've raised. Um, you know, over there, I feel like there were could there was an opportunity maybe to do a deal, to do better deals, uh, or to do, um, uh, you know, to do deals with forks. I feel like that for me is something that would have, but you know, it's so hard. Like it's it's only possible to say these things in hindsight. Uh, at the time, I mean, they were like. Uh, you know, if, I mean, there was a lot going on uh, inside the DAO and with all the forks launching. But that's one thing I wish I'd love to see, like more collaboration with forks saying, hey, let's like, let's like, let's 3-3, three, three, right? Like, let's advance our causes together. Uh, let's see how we can support each other, uh, you know, as opposed to discredit each other. And now that's a very really hard balance because vast majority or like I would say most of the forks and were either fraudulent or they were, you know, just badly executed. And so that trade-off's really hard, but like the person I am, I feel like that's one thing I'd love to see, like, you know, um, more ways to like collaborate with people who want to create different versions. And I think we're seeing that now. I think like some of the, you know, you saw the, you know, the, the posts about redacted cartel and like some of these other forks that are like, you know, a lot more, I would say, like doing like an upfront deal. Um, I see, I'm very happy to see that. Um, I would have liked to see more of that uh, compared to what we've done so far. Yeah, I definitely agree that um, there are definitely some, I mean, not all, I mean, this again, this is also my own opinion, right? There are also definitely some folks that are trying to address a different issue and, um, I mean, of course, in the perfect, uh, perfect situation, right? Where, you know, I, I, I personally know that, um, like Olympus has a lot of things mm-hmm. on their plate, and it's really crazy on how many things they want mm-hmm. to achieve, um, and and you know, if there's a ever opportunity to have more partnerships, like like look at us, like um, even though Klima is actually kind, uh, it's a fork of Olympus, right? But look at the mm-hmm. success we have. It, we are a case, we are a success case yeah. study, right? And definitely, if we have more of Klima DAOs in that sense whereby we address a different real life problem right and you have the support and the partnership with Olympus right we're going to definitely have a huge impact I totally agree and I totally agree yeah so I totally understand where you're coming from and that's something that I also hope to see a lot uh, um, or rather hope to see more in the future as well because unfortunately you know Fox uh, of Olympus um, does dilute and um, uh, dilute the reputation of yeah. Olympus, not just Olympus, but also Klima mm-hmm. as well, which 
it's kind of sad to see that because it's like oh oh your Olympus for all Olympus bad or Klimas bad or something like that because that indirectly does affect our reputation um we we don't us doing anything right we just oh we just did that and people just start fucking us and then we can't stop that from happening because it's open open yeah. source right no you're totally right uh, but definitely if there's a way yeah if there's a way for us to do more uh pay or rather pay attention more to towards such folks that are able to partner with us and you know who lo- who knows where we can we will become an even bigger klima or bigger olympus mm-hmm. right totally yeah so the uh this kind of iteration and forking just has led to incredibly rapid innovation you know, novel use cases and you know lately we've seen the attempt to exert some effect on the outside world you know we're seeing communities come up come up around nft art uh buying the constitution mm-hmm. you know buying a, a struggling sports franchise mm-hmm. that we're still waiting on the you know the toronto maple leaf dow uh on you know but online communities aren't new but what's new is them being able to build a treasury of their choosing essentially becoming their own bank and market maker owning their own liquidity and uh you know so climate dow our focus is one of these strong communities that has formed around the issue of climate change uh you know our mission is to buy voluntary carbon offset credits increase their value in the traditional market um making it more expensive to offset pollution uh incentivize people to use their land for carbon sequestration instead of commerce uh you know honestly this is a, an incredibly grand vision you know this is not just buying a sports team it's not buying the constitution in a you know an auction this is trying to have a global impact on on the carbon markets and help uh, incentivize the solution to climate change. And so, you know, I want you to take us back to when you kind of initially heard about Klima, um, what your thoughts were at the time, what were people talking about in the Olympus community? If you just kind of take us and illustrate that. Yeah, I think um, it happened for me around uh, early August, late July. Um, I think this was the time I had like, I was just beginning to get a grip of like how this whole thing worked. And um, I remember um, in off topic, someone mentioned Klima and immediately I thought this is, uh, this is freaking amazing. This is amazing. This was my reaction because I'm like, I mean, before I went on internet for all, I was thinking about like, you know, how to have an impact in the world. And like, obviously climate change was one of those topics. And um yeah, I saw it and I thought it was the most obvious, brilliant idea. So I just like I DM'd Archimedes saying, dude, this is great. Like, where are we at? So, I mean, I had just missed the IDO. Uh, and so he said, look, we still will do this liquidity uh, boot um, bootstrapping um, LBP, you know, uh, the you know, opportunity for you to like pre-buy. And so I said, okay, amazing. I'll, I'll just uh, buy into that. Um, and so that's kind of, at the time, I mean, like, I mean, to me, it was just like a very obvious opportunity and, you know, a lot of folks around me, uh, had said, oh, but you know, what about this whole business of bringing credits off chain to on chain is so complicated. Will that even work? And, and my take was, dude, those are things you can figure out. I mean, like the promise of actually like creating something that can help us get to carbon neutral or carbon negative and you know potentially have a fighting chance at like uh, a world not burning in 2050 which is not that far away um yeah i mean my thing with klima wasn't like should will this work it was like what can i do to help it succeed 
And that's kind of generally been my take with any project I've been involved in. And same with Olympus. It's like, I don't ask like, will this work? I'm like, how do we make it work? Because I'm at a point where I'm like, we better make this thing work because it's a damn good plan. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that urgency as well, uh, which you know, I never have never gotten involved in a in a protocol before. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it just felt and, and timing is part of it, too. Right. Being there in the right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I put out a few Twitter threads and all of a sudden I'm in the contributor server talking and, uh, you know, now doing something pretty far from what I do in real life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just driven by this kind of belief that this is the right thing to do. This is the right mechanism. And uh, so it's quite exciting, you For know, sure. and a, quite a big change. I did, wouldn't have thought that uh, this would be where I'd, what I'd be doing, you know, six months ago. Oh, same. So, same, dude. Same. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to know to be doing what we're doing right now. But yeah, totally hear you. So a lot of, a lot of ton of, you know, a lot of smart money sees that carbon markets have been underfunded for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, the critical juncture we're at with climate change is recognized, you know, we're at kind of a inflection point where some action may still avert, uh, you know, worsening climate crises around the world. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I think a lot of this, uh, a lot of these funds, family offices, they're seeing an opportunity to make a positive impact Mm -hmm. through their ESG, uh, investing. I wanted to, you know, talk about the genesis of Wagme Labs, mm-hmm. which, you know, stands for we're all going to make it, <laughs> which is quite fitting. And, <laughs> you know, and I, and I want to hear about the conversations you've had with funds yeah, and family yeah, yeah. offices. Yeah, know? for sure. No, uh, look, I, when I walked into Olympus, I wanted to pitch it to credit funds uh, because I thought it was such a neat uh, risk adjusted return. And then same thing with Klima. I mean, I've uh, uh, pitched, I pitched Klima and Ohm to a bunch of um, institutions and family offices. I'm based in San Francisco Bay Area, so I, you know, I have a number of people are like close friends who have these family offices. They're their own family offices or they're like connected to people who have family offices. And I also personally know institutions because I kind of was in that world um, before uh, in, in a past life. Um, their response was, this is great, but, you know, make a C-Corp where we can write a check uh, because this whole uh, rebasing token and DeFi stuff, it feels complicated. I mean, we feel exposed to uncertainty around taxes, uncertainty around regulations and all this like, you know, managing our own keys. It's a bit complicated. So can you do it for us? That was the ask uh, that I got. Uh, initially, I wasn't that sure if I wanted to do Wagme Labs, but then ran into some really cool partners. Uh, there are these two guys, they started uh, Nine Realms, which is basically Wagme for Thorchain. They'd done something very similar for Thorchain. And they said, hey, you should do this for Olympus and we can support you. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. Um, I, uh, you know, met a really wonderful investor who totally saw eye to eye on how we wanted to run it because our big thing was this is a C-Corp in name, but we'll run it like a DAO. Because I hate being CEO, I ha- I hate like having, I hate being managed and I hate managing people. <laughs> so I'm very much like an individual contributor. Uh, and I thought I wanted to run it like that. Um, investors agreed. And at some point I roped in Brian, who's the first Omi I ever met. Uh, also roped in Unbanksy, uh, who's a very key contributor, helped create the DAO. And also roped in these two guys who um, have created uh, Nine Realms. And... Wagme was born <laughs> and now we're doing a hackathon to attract developers uh, who can help uh, 
uh, own and Klima ship products faster uh, because there's a lot of good Web2 talent that is still stuck in big tech and doesn't know how to get out because they've got a full-time job. We think we can fill that gap by, you know, getting our revenue sorted and then hiring people full-time and then basically unleashing them on these protocols so that uh, we can move faster. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's dive into the hackathon a little mm-hmm. bit. Um what uh i've read the some of the ideas they're exciting um take us through what what's your what's your what's your goal what are you trying to create uh, it really is just uh developer recruitment um i did not realize until a couple of weeks ago that we have a shortage of solidity rust c++ just developers back-end developers we have a shortage of back-end developers that is what I want to address. That is what we want to address. Um, you know, at the same time, I mean, we also want to have fun and not not make it like a dull recruiting event. So, um, you know, right now there's like over, I think, 12 or 13 ideas that people have articulated. Um, the one I'm pretty pumped about is a liquidity for Klima. It's uh, liquidity is a governance-free protocol that lets you borrow interest-free money at an upfront cost of about 0.5 percent of principal and it gets you gives you a stable coin called lusd i'd love to see that for klima on polygon where you deposit s klima or ws klima and you get kusd uh, just as a better borrowing option um i'm also really excited about um this uh, yield redirector where we're saying hey um you know, uh, anchor protocol on on Terra delivers a twenty percent return on stables. Um, we would like to give users an option where they take, let's say, ten percent yield in stables and redirect ten percent of the yield to to buy Klima or to buy Ohm. Um, and as a way to like a enhance their returns and be, I mean, in the case of Klima, also then you know uh, be able to say that that they are uh, offsetting. Um, uh, their own carbon footprint uh, in a meaningful way. I think that's one really big opportunity that that is completely untapped for Klima, that just demonstrating to people how owning Klima uh, is um, actually resulting in them, um, you know, uh, like offsetting their own carbon footprint. Um, so, yeah, those are two big ones. Um there's a lot of other really cool stuff that's happening. There's a mobile app getting designed. Um, for anyone listening, I mean, I uh, encourage you to check out the, uh, the hackathon server. We've got 350 people in. 71 developers have signed up. Uh, we are giving away $66,000. We're giving away a total of $100,000. Uh, 66000 is in prizes. First place, 33000 Second, $22,000. Third, 11. And then we're also giving... Um, uh, an airdrop to the first 100 developers of $333 uh, for just participating and submitting something, even if they don't win. Um, and But they have to prove that they've made some meaningful contributions in the past and they participated somewhat. We're not like militant about it. I mean, we're, I'm personally like on that server 20, pretty much uh, around the clock to see who's working on what. So, you know, um, yeah, we'll, uh, ideas, the idea was to like, you know, um, throw some money, do some airdrops, give some prizes, uh, identify talent and, and talk to them and see, and also 
hopefully like show them a really good deal right like which is and so long as that deal advances the causes of uh this uh of this olympus dao ecosystem which klima is a really huge part of um that's a win and and that's kind of the unique sort of situation we find ourselves in at wagmi labs like all of the founders and the partners at wagmi labs majority of our network is in omen klima uh and so you know if omen klima win we win so we're not looking for like any separate incentives through wagmi labs wagmi is literally like a vehicle which we're treating like a dao in order to grow these protocols because we have a very strong vested interest in growing these protocols because like all our wealth is in these protocols so you know it's just like this massive uh uh circular reference of sorts uh that we're in um and yeah, yeah. that's kind of how it's working oh that that's that's excellent so if people just want to obviously you mentioned the the server there in discord if people mm-hmm. are just hearing about this for the first time because they don't mm-hmm. they might not have caught your tweets and stuff and we'll make mm-hmm. sure to to pin those in the show notes so they can discover mm-hmm. them um, but it's wagme.inc, I-N-K. Yes. That's how they yes. can find the information they need? Yes, they can. And also the Twitter handle is Wagme Labs Inc. So it's Wagme uh, Labs and Inc is I-N-C. Yeah. Wagme Labs Inc is the Twitter handle. You'll find the um, Discord is linked in the description. And yeah, that's an easy way to find us. Uh, oh, I- and also, yeah, the uh, wagme.inc website that also works. Okay, no, that's that's perfect. And again, you talked about the you know the end goal, of the hackathon, and it sounds mm-hmm. like it's very much you know win win win, a win mm-hmm. for the devs and win for Ohm and Klima and uh, a win for Wagme as well too. Clearly, for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, a goal. Again, to be a little bit provocative, as uh, Diamond Hands yeah. was before there too, um, you know, yeah. with what you would have done differently or what you wish was different about Ohm, but you yeah. know, in this case, you know, we talked about that the the challenge with talent. And isn't there a little bit of a, a catch twenty two as well that once people are you know solid <laughs> solidity or rust devs you know they kind yeah. of they have the keys to their own kingdom there and you know mm-hmm. how how does how do Omen Klima hold on to them when they kind of uh, have the, that skill set Yeah no I think I think that's a great question and I think I my take is uh, talent does not want to be managed talent wants to be unleashed and uh, talent has huge aspirations and you can't try to pin aspirations and say no your aspirations should be a subset of my aspirations i think anytime people try to pin down aspirations and say no i am the boss and yours will be a subset of mine um i mean well in this new world we're in like uh uh you know where capital is finding it easier and easier to talk to labor labor will say no dude i'm going my own way and i'm going to create this right so i what i i mean you know what we want to do is unleash talent and like and like literally kind of get a bit ridiculous with the deal right like i mean i def, i mean i i I don't want to, I mean, for me, like, you know, Wagme is an opportunity to be a bit ridiculous in terms of uh, incentives. Like, literally, I do want to tell devs that, like, you know, all right, I want to create situations where at Wagme we can say, you can have a full-time salary, you can still create a project that you can have all the upside in. Like, go play. So long as it's creating a meaningful integration with this ecosystem which is emerging. And... Boom. That's kind of it, right? Like my take is 
that's kind of all that I want because um, I was, um, I mean, personally speaking, and I think, you know, maybe to great extent it applies to like some of my partners too. Like at least I, I let me just keep it personal for now. Like I, I was kind of already in a relatively privileged position when I left my career in 2016. And even with the work that I've done, I, I was able to do it because well, well, Tower share got acquired and that was helpful in terms of having savings. Um, and, you know, um, I found that, but um, I feel that more people reaching financial independence will help more and more humans self-actualize and more and more self-actualized humans will uh, ha- will give us a better shot at like uh, solving all the grand challenges we face from ranging from rising income inequality to climate change to uh, the digital divide to you know too much plastic in our oceans and uh, you know, like all the U- UN sustainability development goals like po- I mean you know clean drinking water poverty obesity you name it right so my take is like Dude, uh, maximize the number of self-actualized humans. And the way you do that is by literally like being extremely generous and just saying, make it rain, Uh, make it rain on everyone and like without getting greedy. And I want to do that. Um, I mean, um, as much as possible. Um, That's kind of how, that's why like, you know, things we did things differently at Wagme, like uh you know um like split equity equally uh you know like uh brian and banksy and i we split equity equally um noah and gavin were advisors so they got like 50 percent of ours but that's because you know they were advisors otherwise we just we did not take the view or i did not take the view which is like i am the founder or like you know i have spoken to the capital therefore i should have more equity like no i don't want to do that it's like distribute it and um and yeah um that's kind of the mindset i'm in and that's i think that's the mindset in my view and i could be wrong i mean you know i've been stole this many times before but my take is this mindset will win in web3 because we're in an open source world speed will matter um and uh you know so long as you can really embrace win and help win which sometimes is going to come at the cost of your own ego and your own power and your own sense of that I am the bigger person, therefore you need to be subservient to me. I mean, this is going to take us a while to get over those uh, things. So long as that can be overcome, I think um, I think sky is the limit for any organization then. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's the key thing to really overcome in my view. Yeah, well, that's, that's beautiful. It does like... It sounds again like that vision is, you know, nurture it, uh, grow it, reward it, and then give it away. Yeah. <laughs> like that you're letting that you're letting that talent find its own way, find its yeah, own destiny. Yeah, because I mean, it's honestly, it's painful uh, holding talent back, right? Like it's also, and also honestly, like I feel like hoarding equity or like hoarding power, it's an obligation, which is, I mean, there's a reason I keep going around saying I hate being CEO or I don't want to be CEO or I don't want, I don't want shareholders and I don't want employees because you know, control is an obligation. When you have like majority equity or you have the largest equity holder, it's an obligation. It's it's not a it's not a privilege. Uh, it's a total obligation. That's how I've always viewed it. And uh, I just find that from a life perspective, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot. I find I feel a lot more freedom when I when I have this deal, which is like, yeah, you guys, you be you, I be me. I'll I'm, I don't want to chase after you. And uh, yeah, like 
live life, live an incredible life. I, it's, I know it's super kumbaya and crazy, but I mean, I've been doing that kumbaya crazy my whole career, my whole life. And I've been told my whole career, my whole life, this is never going to work. You're being ridiculous. People will take advantage of you. But, you know, it's a calculated bet. Like, yes, some people absolutely do rip you off. But, you know, on the net, mm-hmm. like, it's positive expected value. And so far it turned out like that. And so I plan to just keep playing the game exactly in that way, um, even as we go forward with Wagmi Labs. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, you're talking about your mm-hmm. vision there and uh, how that's worked so far, you know, paying mm-hmm. it forward, so to speak. But now let's imagine mm-hmm. perhaps, I don't know, that... Uh, um, that you've got a little bit of a time mm-hmm. machine here. So if you take that that vision mm-hmm. forward and like we're talking about Klima here, that's primarily yeah. our focus. So we'll be kind of Klima centric. Right. But what do you see? Like if it's 2026, <laughs> you know, five yeah. years from now, what what is the future? Oh what man, I, like? I, what's the, what's the I'll tell you something on? hilarious about 2026. I put out a couple of tweets the other day about like the world in 2026 i was just speculating Hmm. and this one omi who runs a publishing house he was like dude you should do a book and i'm ready to help you publish it um so we are actually calling that book 33 like the world in 2033 and it's more like speculating what the world will look like in 2033 assuming you know klima and om have done their magic um so that is like a more involved body of work that's in the works but like i can for now i mean you know uh for this show just speculating i think i mean i see us um you know i see like um i see i mean i see klima market cap in the multiple trillions uh for sure um at Mm. the time i see Mm. klima um you know sitting on um like I think my estimate was um, close to a billion tons um, uh, of uh, at least. I mean, that's, that's kind of no. Um, I done calculations now. I'm kind of forgetting. It was it was over a billion yeah. tons. Uh, no, that, that that's what I was going to ask too, because you talked about the calculations you did for Ohm. So these these visions <laughs> or your projections here, they're they're calculation. Yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, I, the thing is, dude, I've taught financial modeling for ten years, so um, you know, mm-hmm. I go back and forth between calculation and speculation. And um, mm. I think uh, what I was doing was, if I am trying to remember, I think somebody had asked me, like, you know, what's the market cap of of, of Klima in 2026? And I just put out 4.5 trillion. But then I was back solving for, like, what does 4.5 <laughs> trillion mean, um, you know, as far as the treasury? And I was like, okay, that's a $450 billion treasury, assuming a 10x multiple. And then assuming, like, a you know, $50 per ton uh, carbon price. Uh, so that's nine. So that's nine billion tons. Okay, that's a lot more. Um, nine to so nine billion mm. tons. Uh, I mean, you know, on my take on the numbers right now, like when I first uh, speculated about Klima uh, around the LBP, I was thinking we will do 30 to 60 million tons um, in the first year. And uh, th- this was me being very um, bullish, uh, aggressive. People, people, everyone mm. kind of refers to me as the bull tard or the perma bull or like the, you know, ridiculous bull. <laughs> you know, I am uh, like that. But like, you know, we did like 12 million in a month, right? So that's like annualized, that's 144 million. And I think we will accelerate. So I'm like, okay, year one, Klima is hitting 150 million tons. Um, year two, it should do more than that. Like it should probably be like, uh, it should double. So, you know, 300. So now we're at 450 million tons. 
and then year mm-hmm. three onwards like uh, you know i mean i think the acceleration should just continue so you know 450 goes to 900 900 goes to 1.8 i i guess maybe like 4 to 5 billion tons is like imaginable in 5 years yeah. uh, because that's just i'm assuming a doubling of like um, of the 144 um, benchmark but but yeah i mean yeah. i i my like i mean you know no matter how we slice it like i'm thinking you know multiple billion tons um hundreds of billions worth of treasury and market cap definitely in the trillions that's how i see it um you know yes of course there are like uh, headwinds that could arise you know the world may say we're done with the paris accord or the world may say we don't buy into carbon credits anymore my take is that's pretty unlikely and that's a risk i'm willing to take um and at the same time like and there's obviously all the other risks right like the treasury getting hacked and so on and so forth but like my take there is and this is kind of also where i'm at with om that you know even if the treasury is hacked i'm not leaving and i'll tell you why because um i because of you guys right like i mean we have now found each other we found a lot of capability we found sh- we found we've learned what each other's capabilities are we 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 figured out what each other's values are we found a way to connect with each other we're distributed we're global um and we're coordinating this has not happened before and i don't think a hack of a treasury or a you know a change in like some i don't know regulation is going to stop us because i mean i was somebody was i was talking to some omis yesterday they asked me this question about you know well what if the whole thing changes and my thing was like i'm like i'm going to lobby the crap out of it right like i'll make sure i mean we we I'll, I'll i'll go all out in terms of saying all right well if here's the narrative that we need to protect to actually get to this outcome then let's get there provided assuming that's still good for mother earth and like we actually address climate change which is why we're all here so um yes so yeah that's kind of my forecast and also like more like not so much a forecast but more like a target right i think i for me like i am not thinking in terms of forecasts i'm thinking more like yeah this is yeah we should be a 5 billion ton treasury in 5 years so like how are we going to get there and what can we do uh, can wagme do things to help us get there faster you know it's like okay bring more money and bring more tools <laughs> okay that's that's doable and also like you know i mean uh, raise awareness like become a more effective lobbyist for these causes and uh, spread the word and after that we'll take it from there i don't know what happens after that but like that's generally how i operate like try to like make that that dream and zeus talks about it like memeing things into reality or meme your dreams into reality uh, i mean that's a mm. i would say more nicer way to say it i i used to always talk about like making like success a self fulfilling prophecy and so yeah um it's kind of like how i see it uh, this thing playing out or how i'd like to see it play out <laughs> yeah yeah So it definitely sounds like you know the story of Klima is one that resonates with you for sure. Big time man. I mean, look, I'm a dad. My daughter's going to be 4 in about 11 days and uh, you know, she if we don't do things today, um she'll have a mm. burning world uh by the time she is my age, right? Like uh I mean, um you know, thousands of years ago people would die at the hands of floods uh when they lived near dams and uh, when they lived near when they lived near water bodies it's only when they built dams and canals through large scale coordination 
that they were actually able to regulate river supply and actually feed themselves without dying. We are today like living alongside the same cyber river, which is this internet. No single nation can uh, can control it. And we mm. need to use it to, to, to establish global coordination on things like climate change. Because the thing with things like climate change is you can't solve climate change without global coordination. It's like that. It's like that river problem. I mean, if if China agrees to, you know, something and India doesn't agree, uh, we are not going to make it. Um, and, and, you know, forever and ever and ever, we've always had to coordinate and transact with uh, with governments and intermediaries and archaic financial systems. Uh, today, we have the ability to literally like, you know, send money through the ether, uh, literally, and collaborate like there is you know millions and billions of dollars worth of value we've learned how to how to coordinate on and i mean even this podcast is an example of global coordination we're in we're in different nationalities we're in different locations and we've we all see the light here of what klima can do hmm. i mean this is grand this is more grand than any startup i've been a part of this is this is bigger than anything I've experienced, right? Like, I'm sure it's similar for you guys, which is why you're here. So, yeah, I mean, not just, not only does it resonate, but like, then when I think about these things, that's when I get hyper bullish and, you know, start like writing those threads about <laughs> like, you know, trillion dollar market caps. And everybody's like, this guy must be on something, uh, which is why he's <laughs> just completely, uh, you know, uh, losing it. But I mean, I believe all of that. Um, and it, reflects in my actions too i am all in on uh, these two protocols <laughs> so so yes. i just want to jump in right now right so now we talk about uh, or rather you talked about you know um the future of klima the future of olympus how about let's, let's go to you like what do you see yourself in 2033 like what's us we in 2033 <laughs> i have no idea like, oh my god i hope uh i well i hope i'm not ceo of Bagme. <laughs> that's for sure um I hope uh, I'm doing the same thing, kind honestly, contributing, writing, I mean, like writing, making financial models, hosting Twitter spaces. I'm very happy, dude, with my current life. Like I get to work on what I want, when I want, with who I want with. And it's, uh, you know, it's lovely in the sense like uh, I'm very content uh, with, with where things are at. I definitely don't want to you know be a big company ceo or anything like that or like you know have like i don't those are not my aspirations my i'm kind of living my current aspirations uh, which is you know be able to just take an off day whenever i want and just walk in the park for five hours uh, i do that i'm gonna do that tomorrow um i'd like to just keep doing that um and i hope that when we are in 2033, we have we will have other challenges, of course, but I hope we've overcome some of these very pressing challenges like climate change. I really hope and pray and, you know, uh, like want to see that, like, at least by 2033, we're no longer on the back foot when it comes to climate change and we're more like we have solved it. And now then we have another challenge. I don't know what that will be, but it's like, hopefully by then we're like, well, at least we have solved this you know, impending disaster. Uh, you know, we've, and we've done it before, right? Humans have done it before. I don't know if you guys remember yes. the ozone layer. It was depleting. 
there was a big i mean when i was in high school we used to hear a lot about the ozone layer and like you know we we fixed that we did something humans got together they fixed that ozone crisis i mean we can fix this greenhouse emission crisis that's something i'd like to see other than that like i don't have any big like you know hope streams i w- i do want to mm-hmm. see internet for all for sure i think like for me like the really big bug i have other than climate change is internet for all Every, the poorest person in the world should be able to access the internet so that will require flooding the world with fiber and i've got thoughts on how we can use ohm to finance fiber networks and then back ohm with recurring wow, telecom okay. cash flows um yeah that's a that's a project in the works that that i hope i i would love to have like you know implemented by then so yeah i think if internet for all happens and we've you know fought off climate change uh and uh, i'm uh, not expected to be ceo of any <laughs> stupid company and i'm just i can still like you know take my time off and say stupid things online and like just you know be a fool when i want to be that's a win for me uh, in my books that's excellent thank you so much asfi for sharing your journey and um i i think as well sharing you know both in my mind it's the you know the left brain and the right brain reasons why you, why you're bullish on uh, ohm and why you're bullish on climate it makes a lot of sense really appreciate it yeah thank you very much no thank you yeah. and i'm psyched about what you're building and love that like the efforts in klimadao are coming together so keep me posted on how i can be helpful and and thank you so much for arranging this i really enjoyed it uh yeah wow what a great conversation it's easy to see why asri's kind of you know become one of the key gigabrains tied to both olympus and klima Uh, I don't know about you too, but I was really impressed when Aspi was really talking about you know the community uh, and the strength of the community and kind of his research and diligence that he did in looking at the you know the Ohm server and seeing how Zeus was responding to crises and the strength of the community around that. So you know again, just uh, that's resonating for me just with what we've done here with this podcast in a few short days or weeks or whatever we're looking at right now. Uh, the community here at Klima is strong, no doubt as well too. So that really struck a chord with me uh how about you reg yeah i thought that um him speaking about the resiliency of these protocols is so important when uh thinking about the possibility of exponential growth you know it just you know giving a protocol time to succeed is so important particularly early on when volatility can be a factor now uh, we're educating people about the community uh what we're doing with klima dao and so the resiliency just adds to the probability of success and what struck me was when he was really kind of talking about the exponential growth of Olympus and the exponential growth of Klima Dao in his vision towards 2026 and it's difficult for us to conceptualize but it it makes it makes sense that this is a real possibility given what we've already achieved in 6 weeks yeah those are those are some eye-watering numbers that he put out there but he was backing it up hey eh? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And you know, when when you accumulate a billion plus units of carbon, let's just say, cuz there's going to be a diverse um treasury by then, you have also increased the price of that carbon. So, you know, the value of the treasury will be growing at a very quick rate 
when we hit that level of maturity of the protocol. So, like I said earlier, you know, I'm thinking that um, I was bullish. Now I'm even more <laughs> bullish, and I, I think that many of our community members may feel yeah. the same way. So, yeah. a nice inaugural podcast. Uh, Beautiful, uh, Diamond Hands. Did you have a key takeaway? Yeah. So I think a key to, um, I think the key takeaway what I'm seeing right now is. Uh, and I totally agree with as Asbi. It's that the community it's really the key driving factor, mm-hmm. or rather the driving force that makes a protocol succeed. Just look at the three of us. You know, we started off as just a random comment about, "Hey, let's just do Twitter Spaces just for the fun of it," right? Yes. And look at where we are today, right? There are we are having a podcast, an official podcast. And we are interviewing ISV, and I believe, like just the three of us, we look up to ISV as someone that it's a really intelligent advisor to many of us in on Twitter space. Not only that, you know, between the three of us, I mean, we can't share anything right now. Like, if you guys are looking for the alpha, right, we have a lot of exciting guests coming soon. Yes, and <laughs> you know, those that that guests that we would never imagine that we would ever interview in our life like the connections we have in from the community is really amazing and I think that's the reason why Klima and Olympus it's doing so well yeah it's a great a great vibe going on and definitely have some good vibes for the podcast here with our first episode great conversation uh yeah so as as we said the hackathon is offering up some incredible prizes from wagme labs there but that deadline's coming up on december 8th so be sure to hit up wagme.inc we'll have that link in the uh, the show notes but that's w-a-g-m-i dot i-n-k uh, and check out all the current proposals and uh, get your submission and get going um, as you heard too, there's compensation for you know that proof of uh, active participation. So everybody's going to win if you're going to jump in there. So we'll have all that information, lots more, including links to uh, Usfi's Twitter, where he hosts some excellent Twitter Spaces. All that stuff's going to be in our show notes. For everything Klima, make sure you're hitting up klimadao.finance, where you can stake, bond, and yeah, perhaps most importantly, find a link to the Klima Discord community. Join us. Uh, as a DAO, uh, Decentralized Autonomous Organization, Klima is community-driven just like this podcast itself. So join us and you're going to find a great group of climates and plenty of opportunities to contribute and be an active climate too. On behalf of uh, Diamond Hands and Reg, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with Usvi. Thank you so much for joining us on this inaugural show. We're looking forward to saying hello once again on the next Planet of the Climates. <laughs>